and with that popping is usually a throwaway line and throwaway lines are usually at the bottom of a paragraph hidden because you know they're not important to us but they mm. could be and often are highly important to the audience. Today's show is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com. We help you stop working so hard with our three-part formula, team, execution, and scale. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Before we dive into the show, let me ask you this. Do you feel like you're constantly trapped in the web of admin? Do you feel like you never really get to the real work and that you're always waiting to get past this next thing and the, oh, this next thing and the thing after that? Well, we believe in what we call the win formula. You should be in execution mode 60% of the time because execution equals income and admin is really the enemy of revenue. So you want to check out our winner's circle. Winner's circle, it's, we have added so many free bonuses so that we can help you really explode your profits and crush your demanding schedule and have a bigger impact on your audience and do all that real work that you really want to get to that, you know, it would just be so rewarding for you to put out there. So check out the winner's circle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. And today in the house, we have Sally A. Curtis. Sally A. Curtis is going to talk to us about repurposing our content because she is the content repurpose whiz. Whiz, that's a good one. Welcome to the show, Sally. Thank you so much, Chris. It's an absolute pleasure to be here today. Thank you. Oh, excellent. All right. We're all about big results, no fluff here. So we're just going to dive in. And I even said to you, okay, Sally, we're going to talk about repurposing content. So listen, you guys, I got you. I hear you friends out there. I know what we're talking about. Oh no, I did then I have to take this blog and I have to repurpose it and it takes hours. So I said that to Sally, what's going to be different than other aspects. And so Sally had some interesting ideas. So let's dive in, Sally. What do, where do we start when we're repurposing content? I think the easiest place to start when you're repurposing content is actually not overcomplicate it. Okay. Um, everybody writes articles of some form, even if they're, you know, 400 words, 500 words, 700 words, they, they write articles. And the, th the thing is, is to actually scan it, not get bogged down in rereading it and making it hard work, but scanning it intuitively and wait to see what actually jumps off the page, what pops. And with that popping is usually a throwaway line and throwaway lines are usually at the bottom of a paragraph hidden because, you know, they're not important to us, but they mm. could be and often are highly important to the audience. So I think it's uh, content repurposing done it in its simplest forms is pulling out those little throwaway lines, those little tips, those little uh, statements or quotes or rants um, that you have when you're talking or sharing with your audience 
and actually turning them into a graphic visual tile. So the easiest way to explain to the audience what that is, is think of a postcard. A postcard's a visual graphic tile. It's small, it's bite size, and it's easy to, to read and understand because it's visually appealing, but it's just got a very good uh, tip or message on there that the audience resonates with. And Okay. Let me jump in here. So I'm thinking right after like a quote card, but it could even just be a tip. It doesn't have to be like one simple quote. It could be a, a smaller font. So it could be like you're saying it, uh, a bigger thing, like a tip, not just a quote card. So it, a tile, is that is that a different fancy word for like a, a graphic quote card type thing? It is. I refer okay. to it more as a tile because a tile has, when somebody thinks there's a, gra- a graphic quote tile, they just they just shut themselves down to it just being quote right yeah yeah tile gives you flexibility it can be a tip it can be a do's and don'ts it can be a hey um here's a great here's a great saying or it can be a question or it can be just a visual that creates a sense okay so a tile in the sense of a tile has flexibility like a postcard has flexibility. Right. If about a quote type tile, it narrows people's thinking down and doesn't create possibility thinking. Okay, I got it. All right. So, okay. Which reminds me too of, so, you know, we're all about what we call like... <laughs> we believe that most entrepreneurs are just trapped in the web of admin. So we always want to be in what we call the execution mode, the win formula, 60% execution mode. And some of the things I found over the years too, is whether I'm on somebody else's podcast or anything where I'm talking, all of a sudden, sometimes I'll hear myself say something. Oh, Oh, I should write that down. That was somebody prompted a different answer out of me. And what I've learned from that too, is I will then record if I'm somebody else on someone else's show, I then also record my screen and then my team will go through it and they will highlight things I said so that when they present it to me, I don't have to reread the whole thing. And even if they just take out the jibber jabber or this, that, or, you know, and then focus on the key points, I read and see those differently than I, you know, I'm like, oh, this is because let me tell you three stories at the same time, Sally, pay attention. <laughs> because <laughs> It's kind of like when I had to read my book, the win the hour, win the day book, I then had to do an audio version. So you have to sit in a room and read your own book and heaven help me. And I mean this with, you know, humble bragging. There were points in there that I went to stop to write down. Like, that's a good point. Chris, you wrote that book. This is, these are your points. <laughs> but when you're reading them, when you're coming at you from a different perspective, whether it was because it's a delayed thing, I read it months later or reading it is different than writing it. I don't know. But here I was starting to make notes as if I was reading it and I bought it off Amazon. I'm like, come on, man, like this, these are your words. So I think the repurposing sometimes not only allows you to get a lot more mileage out of it, but I think you see it differently. And what you've just described there so beautifully is what I would call the inspired state. When you're actually looking at a book and you're not looking at it as hard work or your article or whatever you've done before, right? You start to see it through different lenses, and you're seeing, oh my god, that's a great, that's a great, that's a great statement. That's a, oh, that's a great tip. You're actually in that inspired state, which is more um, intuitive or instinctive. And that's the state you want to be in because that makes it easy and in flow versus when you think, sit down, right, I'm going to write, right, I'm going to do, uh, do content yeah. repurposing. You get into a methodical mode, which mm. is often harder work to get yeah. 
momentum with. Um, so that's sort of the way of uh, when you repurpose content well, it's done in that sort of playful state because you're looking through different eyes. You're, you're sort of hunting. It's almost like a trick. Ah, right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. You you are absolutely coming at it from a different spe- the hunter versus the creator. Yes. Okay. Okay, which is how you read other people's books. Like you're like, oh yeah, this is okay. This is interesting. Highlight, highlight, highlight. Okay, excellent. All right, so let me uh, get out of your way and tell us some other things that we're missing, like that we're overlooking as far as what we could be repurposing. Very much so. From a tips perspective, uh, let's let's definitely go back to the throwaway lines um, just to clarify what I mean by that because it's very okay. easy. Say a, a throwaway line because I know what that means. A throwaway line is usually the v- very last thing somebody sums a paragraph up with, and it's usually it's usually the third paragraph. That statement that's a summary is a great statement uh, to pull from an article or a blog because it is actually a summarizing statement from the topic that you're writing from. So you've got your topic, which could be the title of your title, and then you've got these little throwaway lines, there's often three of them, um, which you can then pop as your tips uh, on a tile with a, a beautiful visual image. So. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. I'll interrupt you a lot. Um, lots. So I think too, for, for me anyhow, that tile keeps, you're right, I keep getting stuck on one little square thing like a quote and not realizing if it's a graphic and it's three sentences, we just make it a bigger tile. We just, so that's fine. I think we are oh so narrow in our thinking. So when you say that, I'm like, oh, how do you fill that in a little card? Well, make the damn, gosh, oops, hello people. Make the graphic... <laughs> Make the graphic bigger. So a tile, like I guess a tile in your house can be different sizes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a slow learner, but I'm catching on. Got it. All right. All right. And from a repurposing perspective, um, I'll just add this little nugget because you've just reminded me in there. Obviously, different social media platforms have different sizes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one that we use most, um, uh, most mostly is an Instagram style uh, size tile because okay. that can be used on all social media platforms. Oh, okay. So, Write that down, everybody. So yep. use Instagram as your framework, and then you can repurpose that anywhere. You can repurpose the tile. Obviously, in Canva as well. But you know, if you just want to make it quick, fast, and you know, create create a library of reusable assets right now, uh, Instagram's your way to go, and then you can resize them uh, later. Oh, so you're going right into Instagram to make this tile? No, no, no. In in Canva. Oh, in Canva with the Instagram size. Gotcha. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm keeping up. Good, good, good. Now, I'm just going to share another tip as it relates to the graphic tiles because we've talked around uh, images and I wanted to share the tip on the image positions the viewer. So you're going to have to listen in and lean into this one. Okay. So if, if you think uh, of a graphic tile, and we'll go back to the postcard analogy, that a picture paints a thousand uh, words. We use just... We've all heard that before. Yeah. Let me tell me tell you a quick story about a client. Now, I've got a client who is in the peak performance space, so high-end peak performance. Her overall um, statement or compelling statement is assess, don't guess. Mm-hmm. Now, her clientele are aged care facilities, senior executives, and world athletes, uh, world champion athletes. So very diverse. 
Now, what I want you to do when I say those words, and I'll repeat them again in a minute, have a think about the difference in the images that come up. Uh. I said, (laughs) I said, um, aged care facility, senior executives, and world champion athletes. So when I say the image positions the viewers, of course, we all have our own perspectives on life and our own life learnings, and our brain sorts based on our own perspective. So when she creates her tiles with her simple message, assess, don't guess, she uses the uh, visual images to position the viewer. So if it's an aged care facility, for example, and they see images that are aged care uh, related, they will stop stop and pause at the tile. This is all about stopping the scroll and creating engagement. But they won't see the senior executives and they won't see the world athletes because it doesn't relate to them. But isn't that kind of odd? Like that's a real wide swing that most of us wouldn't have because most of us would get stronger and stronger as we niche down. So... I traditionally don't work with entrepreneurs that are new in business for a couple of reasons. So I'm usually dealing with people that have been in business like five years, service-based entrepreneurs, and they are working still harder than they expected to be doing this at year six, seven, eight, right? And so I guess there wouldn't be a big variation in the images I'm using, Ah, so let's let's go into the now into the tra- well. We use the word transformation. So okay. if you're looking at uh, tiles, for example, your audience are seeking. In your case, would be seeking a transformation. So they're stressed. Uh, they're stressed out. Um, they're looking tired and fatigued and all those sorts of things, and they're wanting to feel empowered and those uh, empowered uh, on top of things in control. So even those two images in themselves, um, depending on the wording on the tile, it could be: Are you feeling stressed, etc.? So you've got your fatigued-looking person. Right. Okay. Are you looking for this. This is your transformation per- person. So that's where the choreography of good uh, storytelling through images becomes part of the process when you're creating tiles Um, and the images when you find a really good selection of images that are resonant uh, and relatable and describe your uh, clientele in in an intimate way through that through those different senses then that's again part of your reusable library because you can reuse those images or parts of those images across the tiles as well and that really helps to position the viewer and help the viewer sort and capture your content because they go that's me they identify themselves within it so if we were doing that if i was using a tile let's say your business should support your life not consume it and then i have a positive image because we're not focusing on the stress right now would i use that would you suggest using that tile and then having a post underneath it or is the tile the post and we're done and um, so what, what I like to do is add the, keep the tile as visually stunning and engaging as we can, which usually means a, an image or a, a colours that invoke the right feeling with simplicity on the tile of words. So if you come back to your quote tile, it's, the tile itself is quite simple. Um, and then you provide context in your uh, short form copy that goes above the tile that supports it. So there's usually a little bit of context that supports the tile that you oh, okay. social media in my Okay, story. so a small post to go with that tile. Yeah, a couple of, you know. Okay, okay perfect. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, all right. We're learning. Um, okay, so the image is the viewer. The money is the boring. 
The money is in the boring. Okay. Is in the boring. Okay. Yep, the money is in the boring. This is a, um, a, a comes from a story of, of a girlfriend that said to me many years ago, Sally, Sally. And I, when I get hear my name three times, I know I'm in trouble. The money <laughs> in the boring. And it took me a while to sort of sit with that, but it really, uh, it really resonated. And I, I see it a lot uh, with the uh, with clients that I work with when we're uh, doing repurposing. What it means is, as um, particularly service based business owners or entrepreneurs and consultants, if they're in that sort of coaching or teaching or training perspective, we are often further down the journey than our clients. So we're often three, five. 10 years further down a particular journey that our clients are going on as well. And we get giddily excited about the new stuff that we've learned and our mm. newest insights. Um, and sometimes it's a higher level than yeah. what some of the clients are that we are bringing on the journey with us. So I like to share that the money's in the boring to remind people that um, we don't want to dismiss the newest people on the journey and just only speak to the people that are right on the journey with us because otherwise you're cutting out a potential new market or excluding a market that sits there with you. So the money is in the boring is to remember to look at the old material that you created when you started your journey. Oh. Absolutely gold to somebody else. Right. Okay. I didn't hear, I didn't know how that was going to land. I got you. That is interesting because so we focus on like we talk a lot about your win team, your what is next team because you do need a team. And so often people think having a VA is a team and it's not about the numbers, it's about the transformation of if work that you give that person. So often it's a very parentified system like the corporate world. So that's not a team. And then we talk about, you know, super toolkits, which are really the key to having infrastructure because without it, you're just a sufferpreneur. But something that we started out talking about in the beginning, we talked a lot about productivity, but I pulled away from it because productivity to me always sounds like, you know, you've got a screw in the wall and you're just twisting it tighter and tighter. I misunderstood it for years. Like I'm a recovering rushaholic. So I misunderstood it as going faster, being productive, like hacks and things like that. Whereas I have learned a lot and did a whole bunch of research on decision fatigue and, you know, uh, attention residue and how the brain works and how you could take you know, as long as you put energy in play, it's kind of like, I don't know, if you were going to go do a, a race right now competing, you wouldn't right before the race do 100 push-ups, like, because you wear yourself out, right? So I have learned a lot about how you organize your day, gives really makes your energy effective. And it was funny, I pulled away from that. And then recently, somebody asked me last minute to come in and do this big speaking gig for their company. And it was like four hours and they wanted productivity. And I forgot how much... Oh, it really supports the other areas, but I left it behind because I'm like, oh, you know what? It's, I just didn't want to be this crazy. Like, you know, the people are showing you how to fold your jeans in the closet 47 different ways, right? That's just annoying, right? So, but I did leave it behind and now I'm realizing, oh, it does need to have a bigger part than what I've been giving it because I thought that is sort of, let's just skip that. It's, you know, I don't want to be that productivity hack person. And so I pulled away from it. So I think that, it, you know, I deemed that as boring or annoying and I, I glossed over it. So that's a really good point. Yeah. 
that's I love that phrase left it behind and that's mm. what we, we leave it behind because we've gone on to the next um, evolution of what we're working on and by leaving it behind we're potentially leaving the audience behind the yeah that it's read that, uh, that are ready for it right now and they're the ones that we want to come on the journey because they become your new markets yeah Right. Okay. Awesome. You talk about too, and just all over the place, you get some really good points here. Content comes in two forms, relationship building and revenue driving. Yes. Okay. So um, they're uh, phrases that came out of when I was doing some research around content uh, creation, because content uh, sorry, content creation strategy is actually the most Googled term or phrase because people oh. understand what it was. Um, and lots of marketers are doing that as well. And I found this um, explanation when I was doing some research. And again, uh, I grab hold of things that resonate that have got a good lesson in them for somebody. And relationship building um, and revenue driving are two very different strategies but they work collectively together it's like doing business development and marketing doing the two together mm. makes the magic happen so relationship building is um you know if i said on the run uh, in the moment it's the stuff that you post on facebook not necessarily the breakfast you had but you know out with friends or with selfies doing the celebrating that's the relationship building the behind the scenes of uh, sally or the behind the scenes of chris or um, I struggle with that. I, you know what? I'm annoying. I jump up and go because my team gives me grief over that, and then I think, okay, fine, and then I'll do it for like three weeks in a row because I think I live a very quiet, boring life, and I look around and think, okay, what can I do here, right? Um, but I have noticed in the past, like I was like, oh my gosh, in the summer, I was like, listen, I don't do anything. I just work. I go like quiet, and I go for bike rides. So then I posted, I was on this bike ride, and I did like 25 kilometers. And of course, annoying was that everyone did chime in. I got a lot of feedback on it. So then that just reinforce my my team <laughs> i'm like because you feel like you don't do anything exciting you're like hey you know what well, let me show you these cookies i made like i i don't have you know I, I have clients where she's a designer so that's always like great there's always something to show there but when you feel you know your life isn't that exciting it's hard to scrounge stuff up but you're right it does matter so the relationship building okay yeah, I'll come, uh, if I may just ex 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 explain further on that as it relates to behind the scenes because I've okay. got reminders in my calendar from my team to remember to do the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I live a boring life apparently um, and don't have so much. So what I did was I worked out what behind the scenes could look like, you know, right. setting, up, um, setting up different things. And then I spent half a day and staged it and took all of those photos and created a library of reusable <sighs> assets. Right. I just thought of that as you were talking. I said, Chris, you should know better. I could do this. You could be like, you know, sending pictures of here I am working out. Like you forget because I could be saying here I am working on a new thing we added to the winner circle. Right. I'm doing it. But I figure because I'm in front of a computer, it doesn't come off visually pleasing. But that's not the moral of the story. I'm not a dancer. It's it is what it is. OK. Behind the scenes. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes you're, I always say to people, you forget what you know. Like, oh, I knew that and I forgot it. OK. So I'd love to be able to do all those reminders. So literally take write down a shot list of all of the things, you know, yeah. right, oh. having coffee, you know, right, reading a book, having coffee, writing some client notes, um, 
Oh, you're right. With a suitcase, um, preparing for an event, uh, you know, doing a client onboarding process practice with a couple of images. You can take those photographs and then turn them into something later, but you can spend four hours just taking a whole heap of photographs and then it's done and you've got behind the scenes. Then when you've got it really in the moment, like, hey, I'm here with Sally and we're drinking champagne because we've just closed a deal or whatever, um, you know, then that's a selfie right then in the moment and that is a right then uh, scenario but you can pre-plan some of that behind the scenes relationship building stuff you're right yeah. you're right you, we, we invited you on here just so we could tell you you're right <laughs> <laughs> you. i love when i tell people that oh you're right oh in case you didn't know and you need it you're waiting for someone to tell you it's i know nothing about what you're talking about but let me validate you okay um and do you want to attack revenue driving i would love to so revenue okay. driving to me is where your help is the content that's direct directionalizing the journey so when you're creating content and you're repurposing if you've got something that you're selling into for the quarter then you've just got to look at look at the content that you're creating that support make sure it's supporting what you're selling for the quarter or what you're promoting or right. what event you've got coming up, etc. whatever the thing is that you've got for the quarter that's your focus, that's your big goal, um, and then um, create the content around that. But then when you're doing this um, little bit of copy above it, make sure you're directionalizing it or choreographing it or leading them on the journey. The revenue driving is all about the call to actions. Hey, we've got this event coming up. Would you like to join us? Or um, we've got a, a workshop or we've got, you know, what what is the thing that they need to know is their next step? Now, sometimes you can include that within the tile or it can okay. be included above the tile. But the revenue driving is the giving them instructions of what's happening next or what they could do next. Download this um, this document, mm. join my mailing list. It's all those, you know, really simple phrases. Join my mailing list, uh, download this. Um, would you like to come along to my an event? You know, all those invitational elements, which are technically call to action, are the revenue driving things that we always forget to do because we get yeah. so we've created a beautiful oh, job. I hear you. We only have a couple minutes left, Sally, because time flies with you. Could you, maybe your last point, we talk about um, opportunities or daily occurrence often hidden in plain sight. Absolutely. So that's absolutely my um, favorite, favorite quote. Oh, okay. Um, explain it this way we have so much sitting around us if i challenge everyone that's listening on the call to just sit there and look where they are like i'm looking at cupboards right in front of me and i know that there's lots of stuff i've written or uh, scribbled on or images i've drawn and if i look behind me i know i've got at least six usbs that have got stuff on them you know this is that stuff that was boring, mm. stuff that we've left behind so there's that stuff. So everything's sitting around you. It's just hidden in plain sight unless you have an awareness of it. So I want to sort of bring some of that awareness. Um, and I'm going to say this. If you're somebody that does any form of speaking f to build your business, whether it's uh, to other people, to clients, to, uh, doing Zoom, Zoom sessions, etc. on average, I'm just going to tip people out of their apple cart with this little statement. This is where the, you know, the opportunities are a daily occurrence. If you're doing a 45 minute presentation then on average that could be turned into a little short um, ad adding value ebook 
there's the potential that it could be a half-day training, particularly if there's three great tips or takeaway. Mm. It could be four articles and it could be 15 tiles. Mm. Okay. Okay. So we are doing stuff each and every day where there is opportunities, but we just don't have the awareness of what they are and what we can do with them. And we also, as human beings, tend to overcomplicate it. So I just want everyone to know there's stuff around you. Make it fun. Don't make it methodical. Do it instinctive. If you have a aha moment or a highlight or you think that's a good idea, capture it because um, grab that little sucker by its legs and capture it. Record things, put it on Post-it notes, whatever. Just capture it because that's where the money is because you've if you've had an insight it's an insight that'll be beautifully shared with your audience i think as we wrap up i think the governing message i got from you we've had other people here before and everyone comes from a different perspective so in my mind you have this okay here is my blog and i'm going to repurpose it and here's the formula do this do this and you'll get three weeks out of it and it it sounds like work to rework the work you did but i think your bigger umbrella of message is you have more content than you realize and you're just not you you you're not creating you're not looking at your inventory and it's everywhere so don't make it a work thing it's like you already have it just grab a piece and do something with it so i think you're coming at it from a a more inviting perspective than i've heard before yeah it's one sentence or it's you know a sentence with two little tips mm. it's not paragraphs it's not reworking it's not re-editing yeah okay what's okay. There. It's literally copy and nearly literally copy and paste gotcha <laughs> sally a curtis where else can people find more of your brilliance um, i'm absolutely active on linkedin that's the best place to find me and obviously my website as well but you, if you just google sally a curtis you will find me fabulous thank you so much we so we really do appreciate you and everyone else we will see you in the next episode Hey everyone, don't forget to hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are always putting goodies in there for you so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. <laughs>